Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. ¿Qué pasa, campeones? And welcome to the Churros y Tácticas Podcast. It is March the 8th. And dear Madridista listeners, it is March the 8th. And more than ever do I emphasize the date of today because take notice. Things will turn around from here on end. Mark it in your books. Write it down. Take a picture because this <laughs> was Joan Laporta's Barca's new president's first day in office. And there's gonna this is gonna mark a before and after, ladies and gentlemen. So mm-hmm. mark this day. It is March 8th. Welcome to the Churros y Tacticas podcast. I'm your host for the day, Diego Logain, and joining me, as always. Is the founder, the creator, the master behind this beautiful podcast called Churros y Tacticas Podcast, for which I have the honor to do the introduction for. Why, you say, you ask? Well, because Barca managed to beat, in an ugly way, it was an ugly win, but we beat Osasuna 2-0 and thereby leapfrog Real Madrid. Or wait, were you guys still behind at that point? I don't really remember. In any case, we opened up the gap. It's a two-point gap between third and second, and we're three points behind the leaders and the ones who have, I, to this day, been calling the current La Liga champions of the 2020-21 season. The first time that I also admit there might be a question mark <coughs> to that statement, and I might have to rectify it because at this point, I'm going all in, Kian. I'm going all in. I'm, I'm 100xing the rest of the season. We're going to win La Liga. And we're gonna win the Copa del Rey, and we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna stir up some shit come Wednesday in the Champions League. Wow! And we'll make some people sweat. We'll make some people sweat. I'm not saying we're gonna qualify, but we'll make some people sweat. How are you doing? Geez, it almost sounds like with all your excitement and the turning point in a new era, it almost sounds like Xavi and Iniesta are gonna walk through that door along with a young uh, PK, a uh, young Messi, a young Busquets, and Puyol, and. That's it. They're all coming back home. They're all coming back home. Sometimes I feel like we forget that that's, you know, (laughs) all this excitement about Laporta kind of forgot that maybe his success was down to the greatest generation in Barcelona's history. I don't know. Could be wrong. Just me. I don't, I'm not an expert, but. Or, or maybe, maybe, Kian, maybe, let me counter that point. Maybe it's for, for being true to the style that has been, that has been making Madridista sweat ever since a little, uh, uh, let's say a little man, a, a, a big, the biggest man. Johan Cruyff 
stepped into the pitch of the Camp Nou as a player and then, of course, more impactful, in my opinion, as a coach. And it started to turn things around, my friend. We're catching up on you, and that's why Madridistas are shitting themselves right now. Because if Laporta does things right and he stays true to the game, to the style, mm. to the game that has made us what we are today, that I identify with, the style of play that has brought us the biggest success, that has been doubling your titles Yes, okay. You still, you still, we're still up there in, in in Champions League. It's it's all even, and and it's cute. I know Madridistas like to talk about the black and white days in the previous, you know, Champions League. Let's call them tro- Champions League trophies we won back in the day. But ever since, let's say, in, in the time of the television turned into color, color TV, okay, color mm-hmm. TV Champions Leagues, we're 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 on par. Whereas, like in the league, we've been smacking you out the park the Copa Rey obviously there's not even a competition anymore it's the the, the the least the title we hold least there but let's just talk about the two main ones Champions League and Liga mm-hmm. it's it's so it's it's been Barca and I understand it makes you sweat because you're like oh shit it's wait does it six years of Laporta now and then probably Victor Font will get so 12 possibly 12 years more of dominance and then catching up and taking over us no devastated so so terrified of all of this so any any other parameters you'd like to set for your your criteria (laughs) so you want color tv let's go okay anything else maybe like let's go maybe between the eras of i don't know 2006 or 2008 to 2013 let's say That right. anything else? Any you other parameters you like to share you with us your, to, to, to pretend like you're hey, even with us as a club? Real Madrid, you're still gonna win some trophies. We're not gonna <clears throat> we're not gonna be greedy and take it all. You know, you throw a dog a bone sometimes, of course. Mm-hmm. But it's over. Okay. This is the, if this gets done right, we're back to glory, golden age, baby. It's the beginning of a bull market. Put your money, put your money on the winners. Extremely happy for you. Beginning of a bull market, we're about to hundred x this baby. Let's go on a funky ride. I'm extremely happy for you. I'm extremely happy for you. As you can maybe tell, I'm a little excited, Kian. (laughs) Well, either way, like this kind of this sounds like very similar to your rant after the classical when you were like, we were closer to the to the one one than you were to the two one or whatever your argument was. That's great. Mm. I just we were the best. The best. The best thing that could happen for me and any Madridistas is is for you guys to be hopeful and, and keep your expectations Good. really, really high for this era that's about mm-hmm. to be ushered in because uh, mm-hmm. it's only what, what do you guys have here. in store? What's in store over in the Bernabeu? More, what? More, more, I don't know. Zizou <laughs> I, crossing. I'm actually... On, what's in store? What's nothing, in store? Nothing. I've never... There's I, nothing in store at I'm the moment. I'm not claiming Madrid anything. Is, Anything's you guys, better on this you, side. You guys will still draw out, you know, or, or games and, and, and win games with... with with, with ugly football, you have great individual players. Benzi deserves a statue for the shit that he's had to put up with and the fact that he's stayed loyal for so many years and still produces what he does on the field. Phenomenal. I love it. I love it. He deserves better, if anything. But, um, but so, you know, you still obviously you're still going to be up there at the top, Kian. I think before relax. Benzema's statue, we're going to build Bartomeo's statue outside the Bernabeu first. Oh. I think, you, know, uh, you know what? He's I'll help you build that i'll help you build that <clears throat> well um i mentioned this Kian, can it can before your rebuttal can, can i just say just there's no rebuttal quick, gonna, <laughs> no, no, no rebuttal no, just, we're just I, getting I'm, started Kian. we don't have much time we're gonna talk about actual started. football hold and up, stuff hold and up, we hold up can i just digress and interject real quick before i want you to lay down the madridista law to me okay 
for our listeners, this is the very last historic podcast because it's also the very last time you're going to be listening to a micless or shit mic episode. Okay, uh, the mic, the nuke mic is coming in tomorrow. Be here big before news. 9 p.m. So says Amazon Prime. It's big news. I'm very excited, and 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 you guys deserve better. You guys have been loyal to this podcast, and loyal listeners. The histo, I see your comments, of course, and other ones. I think it was Taps. I don't remember <laughs> now. Plenty of you have been bitching about the mic. And you deserve better and you know more professionalism from us, from me. Keep keep me at a higher standard as I do myself. And uh, yeah, you're gonna get better. It's uh, time to step it up, baby. So uh, my apologies for the shit mic and and the mic situation in general. Um, <clears throat> well, that that's big news. And this is look. Remember what? Remember last podcast on Friday when I when I tried to convince you that all this Barca. Um, all the bad stuff that's happened to Barca is not as bad as you think it is, and it's just a blip. And you were like, "No, it's not a blip. This is a blip." The month, that whole month with like Messi leaving, that's over, and now he's staying. And he won. He was voting that's with his son. True. What do you mean? Was, What's that not was true? Beautiful. Hmm? And I said, and I said, that's not sure. I didn't say it's not true. So it's oh. not sure he stays. No, but I mean, like he's like he went up there with his vote, and like he's happy now, and. Um, you guys had a, a nice win. <laughs> so depressed. <laughs> You're like, he's happy as well now. It's fucking over. You know it. You know it. Dark times ahead for Madrid. I'm sorry. Dark well, times. Let's hope so. Let's hope so, man. We can be hopeful. You know, that's that's all we got at this point because it was it was drastic, man. It was you know dire measures still have to be taken. Look, let, let's not let's be realistic now. All right, for a second, and 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 excuse me for having had my first you know real fun podcast in the whole fucking season. Come on here every week, having to put up with a lot of shit, and I'm excited now, man. But you know, challenges you know are ahead for Laporta and 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 tough ones. You know, you you mentioned Messi. Is he going to resign or not? Uh, his old organigramma, right? His old organigram. Okay, we know he we ha- he has Matteo uh, Alemani. He's apparently coming as well with the CEO of, of Media Mart. Um, I think it's Media Mart for the peninsula, for Spain and Portugal. Uh, which, you know, these are people that are not... He's, of course, his right-hand man at the moment, uh, Rafa Juste. And these are people that are in the know and, 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 and work, uh, you know, on a big scale. It's not, with all respects, it's not somebody with who, you know, comes from uh, the, the, the handball uh, team and, and and used to play for that. With all respects, again, I'm not. I don't want to. No quiero faltar respeto. I don't want to lack respect. Anyway, but anyway, back to his challenges. The, the future of Kuman, the entire economy of the club, Kian, which you know you can brush to the side and say everything's fine again. But these are big, big things. Uh, um, uh, Barca. We we read the uh, fantastic New York Times article that our Patreon asked us to address as well, like we did last time on a pod. Where you know the outline of the problems at hand and the the, the challenge at the hand uh, from an economic perspective alone are already momentous and ginormous, and it's not such a straightforward thing that that things will obviously go back to normal as of today, as I'd like to you know maybe as I professed earlier, I'd like to obviously just dream about. But uh, still, with two feet on the ground, being realistic, there's, there's there's so much still that has to change before things are back to normal. So. Here, there, a little pep talk for you. Well, he has a big task ahead of him and a lot to do to fix the financial situation. He has to be very 
flexible and creative with how he reconstructs the squad moving forward. There's a lot to to consider and think about. Um, wages, exactly. The wages and how to fix that. The whole salary structure. I mean, getting Eric Garcia on a free is yeah. uh, is a good start. Uh, even though it necessarily might not be his signing, but obviously he's going to prob- probably go through with it. So that's a start. And I mentioned this. And by the way, I don't like whoever listening to this. If, if you're a Madridista getting annoyed with Diego right now, or <laughs> or you're a Barcelona fan getting hyped with Diego, or maybe you feel like you're a Barcelona fan, you want to you want to temper the hype a little bit and and keep the expectations realistic. I, either way, I understand your your excitement because we kind of went through this with Ramon Calderon in Florentino Perez, right? When Florentino came mm-hmm. back, it was the same kind of excitement and happiness. You remember that when you guys won the Champions League in 2009, was it? What was the treble year, the sixth double year? Was that 2009? I always forget. 2009, 2010. <clears throat> was it 10 with the World Cup? I forget. 2009, 2010. I think yeah. it was 2009 because you guys had just won the Champions League and the day after Marca's front page was um, was Benzema. Chappie Alonso, yeah, something like that, and uh, and so we, we we had that was like the hype, right? And I remember feeling that yeah. hype too. And there's a, you know, I would say that the thing with with this, uh, and again, this is coming from a friend, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> I just think like you know, it's it could be a few years where you see the real fruits of of this if it's going to be successful, right? You know, it's not going to be. Of course. Uh, it's not going to be. It, it. I mean, look. I'm not saying it's not going to be. It could be this season. It could be next season where you start to see that, um, or, or you know, there is a scenario where you do go to PSG, you lose, but you you play well. Maybe there's some, there's an oomph. There's a little uptick in your in your morale or whatever, and you know, you guys fight. Um, but probably the like li- likely we'll we'll see the real quote unquote fruits of this a little bit later. And I will say again, like it's. You know, if this is going to be a youth-focused project, possibly out of necessity, even because it of the financial be, yeah. situation. Um, and the the good thing is that the youth is there. The, the, you know, the, they're ripe for the plucking. They're ripe for the plucking. Um, so yeah. So um, listen, and that's exactly. I mean, you're reiterating, reiter, excuse me, reiterating the points I, I previously made with all the challenges he faces. Of course, again, jokes aside that is going to take time and that is not going to start tomorrow. And it might start by not, not losing games uh, each weekend and, and stepping forward to towards the Copa del Rey final in April. Uh, imagine winning that. You'd have to deem it as a good season for Ronald Koeman as well. Will he stay? Uh, what will the end of the league fight actually look like? Right now, hay liga, coño. Y hay muchísima liga. That's for sure. There's three fucking cars racing towards the finish line and we'll see at this point we'll get there first because Barca still has to face Atletico uh, Clásico big teams and that goes for all three so and points are being dropped and, and you know uh, man like I said I said Barca won ugly at the top of the show against Osasuna this was not a pretty performance uh, with with the golazos aside because <laughs> both Jordi Alba with a zapatazo and then uh, Elijah Moriba with his also beautiful individual ef- effort on his left foot, by the way. You know, he's right-footed. So curling that beauty in. And that aside, it was it was an ugly win. It was not a good, uh, convincing Barca performance. And uh, it's gonna. T- so and my point being, there will be times 
where it's it's not you don't see the team pro- progress and take a step back instead uh, retrace you know and 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 recorrect and try to get maybe then again the game after we see an improvement like we saw against Sevilla for these last two games but baby steps yeah I mean well like you know it's in, on some level it's not a big deal that you played ugly football against Osasuna you can't play perfect football all the time and mm. Mm. That is not keep this team at a high standard so uh, even without fans but you know I again I don't <clears throat> I, I've kind of mentioned this on on the record multiple times but you know, Barcelona, from an offensive standpoint, haven't been bad to watch this season, even though maybe as a whole it hasn't been that exciting. But again, they're far superior to Real Madrid offensively, and and that's a fact. Um, that's backed up by the numbers, certainly backed up by the eye test in terms of what's more fun to watch. If you're a neutral watching, there's more chance you're going to see better goals and better offense watching Barcelona play than, than you are watching Real Madrid. And but I So I wanted to bring up a key point here. That I mentioned to you, to Ewan in passing because Ewan McTeer and I did the post game show for the Derby last night. Okay. And uh, you know, obviously Laporta came up a little bit because we were just kind of making fun of the yeah, fact, it's like, the day. yeah, it's the day, and like we were just making fun of the fact, or, or like just making fun our light of the situation that <laughs> this is Barcelona's season of turmoil, their second place, and all the stuff that you know, Bar- Diego, you were crying. This is the worst time in Barcelona's history. Blah, blah, blah. And I know, but. <sighs> And so anyway, my my key point, my key point was I no matter how you spin it and no matter how many jokes we make here and there, I think ultimately it's always good for Real Madrid if Barcelona is good and it's always good for Barcelona if Real Madrid is good because we push each other. Um Florentino's big signings in 2009 in large part came in response to Barcelona's success. And look, it took us years to finally win La Decima and then win the, th- the three-peat, obviously. That took a long time after those 2009 signings, but they were the backbone of that success with Ronaldo and uh, and Xabi, obviously, part of La Decima year and Benzema. Um, but also just throughout the, throughout the years, all those signings, they were partly in response to Barcelona's success. And if Barcelona become, you know, otherworldly again, then ultimately, I think that's a good thing for Real Madrid because that pushes them to be better too. Because if if, if the league kind of like just stays like this and you're just trudging by on these unimpressive performances and and really you don't really have that superstar power to carry you, that's going to push you to just be better, to make better decisions in the front office, to make better decisions on a tactical level, just to be on your toes a little bit more. And I feel like Real Madrid just haven't had that threat. And oh, here's the other one. This is what I mentioned to Ewan. The... Classico hasn't had a bite in a long time. It hasn't had that feistiness, mm, that bark. It's been it's Yeah, been like it has been Classico. decaffeinated. It's been too many <laughs> hugs, too many, like, you know. First of all, just Laporta and Florentino. Lapo- I mean, Florentino's not much of a trash talker and whatever. I mean, La- <laughs> La- but Laporta oh, is going to gonna definitely stir the pot a little bit, even if it's sarcasm or oh, jokes yeah. or whatever. I mean, look he will at stir his PR the pot, campaign. right? Um, yeah. And he already has, Lord knows he already has. Um, so just you know, I don't I don't mind the pot being stirred a little bit. I've always been vocal about that. I you know I miss I miss some of the classical villains that have been in, yeah. the, in the in the in, Bar- in the Barca team throughout the years. I kind of miss that. Um, so mm-hmm. you know I'm I'm, you. I'm I'm as a Madridista with Laporta being elected. You know we say we always say we want Barcelona to be really bad and like you know where everything that bad happens to them. I'm not saying I don't enjoy that, but 
<laughs> but like you know, it's just more satisfying if Barcelona are also good, and that pushes you to be better. And if you win those classical and you win those trophies, it's ultimately more satisfying to dethrone. Because right now the league is hurting. So again, in my opinion, it's good for the league if Barcelona are good. It's good for Athletic. It's good for Real Madrid. It's good for everybody to just to be better than they are right now. You're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. And and you're a better man for me than me than for for eloquently putting it, admitting it like that. I, I can admit to it as well. But I have to say, you know, the times where like the six twos, just the rubbing the your faces through the dirt, the five nils, with just running, making you run circles around each other and fr- seeing your faces of frustration. Those and just yeah, it's just rubbing it in. It's just, that's very satisfying. Yeah. Players. Oh, I'm not saying um, I'm not saying like I would never enjoy those situations. I'm just saying in the more I'm talking about like a general zoomed out view of like, like you know. I have to. You know what? You're talking about the semi final, the Champions League, for example, where we're both reached such a, a late stage, and then we kick your asses, and Messi scores one of the most beautiful goals the world's ever seen, and we go through to the final. We are even like on that. Champions League semifinals, my friend. One one. <laughs> right, right. But that was yes, that was a painful one. I was living in Mexico then, Puerto Vallarta. But you know what? Like I, I love it as well. You bring up such a good point with Laporta, him being in your case the the is he really like an evil dog? He's kind of like the Joker in Batman. Like you sympathize when he's got cool. Like he's one-liners, man. He's fantastic. You know, he came there yesterday. He said something along the lines of, uh, "When I arrived, it was cloudy, but then after I voted, the sun broke out." Um, oh my that, God! It, so dreamy, so charismatic. Wow, a dark nice. cloud, and then the sun came out. What a poet! Oh my God! Let me just hold on a second. Can I just mute myself so while I orgasm here? Over these, my God! Let me come on. Let me get my Johan Cruyff picture. Oh God! You love it. You guys love it. You guys love that. La Porta's back. You, you. There's been too many years where we've had people in the mandato, like leading the club through these years, where, like, I, you know, I can talk a lot about Florentino. And there's one thing that I will say. Like you say, he's not a trash talker, but you know, he's a smooth walker. Like he, smooth walker, you know, like works that. the rooms. Huh? I like Smooth Walker. Smooth Walker. I just came up on it on the spot. Um, he's not a trash talker. He's a Smooth Walker. I'm going to copyright that as well. Don't anybody steal it. All right? That is mine. Um, he works the room, right? You can see him in a smoke-filled room in the back uh, or in the dark, you know, in the corner doing his deals. And he works like a Don, like a mafia boss, like a godfather. La Porta is the more, is the from New York, he's more the new age, you know, the flashier, but he's still very smooth, man. And like I said, he's got great one liners. Now, I know there was a lot of things that commotion that happened yesterday as well with regards to certain something he said. Uh, also, uh, an uncomfortable video that, also with the 18 year old girl. The, you saw that? Well, so that was, that's what I'm That's what you're talking about. about? I was going to yes. say, like, are we allowed to talk about that? Do we have to say that for, well, for the Friday? Thing is, the thing is, I hope that everybody listening, and you and yourself included, Keon, saw the tweet of that girl, supposedly 18-year-old girl. And I'm doing air quotes at the moment because she wasn't 18. She was 30. And she was actually uh, uh, there with her mother. And her mother had said, you know, hey, this is my daughter or whatever. She needs a job or something like that. And they were making fun, talking about how it's still – she's 30 years old and it's her mo- – anyway – Long story short, yes, the girl was 30 and there was nothing along the lines of that the media 
which again, you got to be so careful. The media, media tried to spin what it was. And that was on his first day, not even the first day he was getting elected. That was, you know, it's a smear campaign, man. I was really happy that this came out. Well, it's a, it's a video. It's not a... Yes, but it's a video that cuts into the moment where he takes a picture. You don't hear anything that had been said before or during while they're having their back towards the, the camera. And then he goes, call me when you're 18, which wasn't a joke. She's like, it was a joke because my mother had said, or we were making jokes before talking about how I'm still my mama's little girl and she's here like trying to get a job for me because I'm without a job, et cetera, et cetera. So it had nothing to do that the way that this, the media was trying to smear it or in social media was trying to be portrayed. It had nothing to do with that. And that's important because I'm not going to start like I'm going to be critical where we have to be critical. But this was a nasty smear campaign that was about to start off his mandate the way that people love to refer to it as Joan Laporta, the, the, the Luz del Gas, the, the, the disco guy, the club guy, the one that jumps in the pool with his, you know, uh, at a private party, mind you, at a, at, at a wedding, jumps in the pool with his tie around his head. What do you do at, at, at weddings, Keon? Well, Maybe you're the wrong example. I do get drunk, <laughs> and I do you know, put a tie around my head. I'm very aware of my uh, my public portrayal, my friend. <laughs> very careful. You're there eating <clears throat> eating some more pie, going ah, these guys. Vegan pie. Anyway, right. So uh, you know, and again, so again, my my point being, this is this is at a at a, at, a, at a wedding for crying out loud, a private party. Uh, people take images like pictures of me at private parties. You could start a smear campaign like instantly, multiple ones, you know, and anybody for that matter. So I find it very nasty just that they, they basically it immediately was tried to spin that way, picking up where basically he left off as well and starting off like that. Thank God to that girl for denying it. Uh, I will. I, I think I reposted it actually on my Twitter account. If anybody listening wants to read it, because I'm it's again, I, I'm always been critical where we need to be critical and, and fair as well. And this just wasn't fair. That's it. We have one minute, less than one minute, and we didn't talk about football. So I we did not, and I wanted to ask you. So I let's, let's look until my kids and wife are not actually screaming and running up the stairs. Let's try to stretch it out for as long as possible. Okay. okay. So I do want to talk about the derby. It's important. I want to talk about football. I want to know from you who deserved to win. Two things: who deserved to win, and was it penalty or not? So right now I'm kind of annoyed because I'm I can't log into my notepad where I where I have all my football notes like my tactical notes because <laughs> Google signed me out and it's like go into your phone to approve it was you and my phone doesn't tell me anything so anyways I'm going off the top of my head off the cuff uh, but I guess your question I don't need to uh, what was your question who deserved who to deserved win to win and was it a penalty <clears throat> I think a draw was fair but Atletico were the better team and I think the penalty was. I'm fine with it not being called, and I'm fine with it being called. Is where I stand on it. Okay. Um, I uh, I said Ex- this yesterday, but I didn't both. maybe I'm say it to to the extent that I really wanted to say. It, but I want to reiterate it today because I feel like I'm even more strongly about it. Okay. This idea that Real Madrid did like that this was a tale of two halves, and that Real Madrid were better in the second half, and Atletico mm-hmm. were better in the first half, is ridiculous to me. Atletico were the better team from start to finish. But they collapsed wow. at the end, and Real Madrid had a few good offensive plays, and they obviously the where they scored, they that was a really good offensive play and good link up between Casemiro and Benzema. Atletico collapsed in that moment. This is classic Atleti where they get a little bit too comfortable in a big game, 
and yeah. one or two moments at the end they lose concentration and they let it Taking slip they Lamar, had the game in their hands yeah, yeah that one they had the game in their hands they were all over Real Madrid the first half they dominated the second half they didn't dominate but they had they could have been 2-3-0 I mean Suarez and Correa had yeah. two great chances in the box so um, yeah. I don't believe that this yeah. was a tale of two halves I think this was one team who was better tactically but also hungrier as well and Real Madrid uh, scraped it out at the end, which is something they've been doing. I mean, good kudos to Real Madrid for fighting it out till the end. But mm. um, that's kind of where I stand on it. Listen, generous. I, I would have said maybe not a tale of two halves, but I would have stretched it out and said maybe a tale of two thirds and one third. Uh, yeah, that's I about right too, too, actually. That's fair. You know what I mean? Yeah. I felt that Atletico just disappeared, and I was so disappointed. In particular, noticed that drop uh, and that change, I guess, as well in tactic with the uh, substitutions of Lamar and Carrasco. But it was, it was, I was, it was just too bad. Uh, at the same time, I was, of course, also rooting for a draw. Uh, it was awkward. It's, I don't remember, you know, feeling that ever feeling joy watching Madrid score at the very last minute and, and salvage some points. Thereby scraping off some points, of course, of the league leaders uh, in Atleti. And so I was ha- oddly happy. It was a weird sensation. I- I'm not joking. I felt conflicted. It was strange, but I know it was good. Which leads me and to anyway, a question. Um, yeah, yeah. Have you ever, has there ever been a game like growing up where you actually supported Real Madrid in some way? Mm, I'm, no, definitely not. Like, not even the slightest, and and I like I I have the reason why I hesitate to say it not not going stronger is because there was a moment when my my mom actually I can't believe I'm gonna say this do it so do it so she she sort of normally historically in the family we're all cooles. Or she in her family, I should say, my grandfather, my grandmother, and, and, and you know my aunt. My aunt doesn't really care about football, but you know, all my, my my grandparents' friends, everybody was culé, culé hard to the bone. And my mom loved to go against her father, so she actually supported Real Madrid when she was younger, but very mildly. She was not like uh, you know. I don't want to get people tweeting going, "Yo, the Dios mom is Madridista, yeah, yeah." No, no. <laughs> Like she just kind of did it out of spite, and um, but she her argument was, you know, I do want Spanish team to wins and to excuse me, I do want Spanish teams to win. Yeah. Uh, on 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 you know at, at any given occasion, and uh, there was a moment where I was kind of like thinking, you know, me too, like fuck, I guess, until I saw Madrid win, you know. Fucking bullshit ass Champions League with Miatovic and Anelka, miracle stuff. And I was like, how is this possible? And that one Anelka miracle stuff. And against Valencia as well, they so deserved it. They got nothing. It was just got thumped on the day. And then it's like that whole sentiment that I entertained for a split second just turned and it became vengeful towards Real Madrid G. Well, that one one was actually very close to being a classical final, remember? Uh-huh. Wasn't it? Because yeah, didn't no, Valencia sure. beat you guys in the semifinal? Yes, exactly. Yeah. God, yeah, my heart wouldn't have been it. able they to take it. that. No, you would have won. We were awful. It was, it was, you know, the bad years of Barça and Gaspar and stuff. <clears throat> um, <clears throat> which uh, awful is bad, but too, too strong to say. But at that point in time, the only no time, 
that we were going to win. The only time I was like okay with you guys winning a Champions League title, which actually you ended up losing that one, was against Chelsea. The one where Ronaldinho scored that incredible goal where he just... The Samba goal. Yeah, yeah, the Samba goal. Those two ties, I hated Chelsea mm. so much that I was like, okay, you know oh, what? This one time... I honestly don't care if Barcelona beats these guys because I hate them so much. It was just something about them, the arrogance, something. Yeah. I can't explain I know, it. You know what I mean, right? Mourinho. Yeah, of course, Mourinho. Well, yeah, and that Real was Madrid before before Mourinho arrived to us bit. and did the whole inter. So I hated him at that time, too. And There's just a whole vibe I didn't like from Chelsea. Exactly. You That's guys the vibe anyway. that Mourinho instilled at that time. That's when we, he came to Madrid. It was exactly like that. Now you understand like the sentiments of Kule. Imagine Chelsea and then the worst team that you can probably, you know, or that, that could possibly even imagine like you're your bit most bitter of fiercest of, of enemies of opponents in the case of real madrid and then it was that uh, atmosphere that ambiente of chelsea that you would see that you just you just got a bad vibe from it in real madrid shirts it was like double that ah, ah. you know just so so much so much animosity i really did that was probably the height of animosity proper animosity i felt towards real madrid and and even Real Madrid supporters, I might, I'm, you know, I, I, I never understood. I was like, I, how could you be a Real Madrid supporter? I never understood it. Uh, Did being you... very open here, huh? What's that? Don't, don't hate. I'm, I'm going through. No, it's great. <laughs> this is why it's churros. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So this is something that, um, because of we record a little bit later, we had a tweet from Atletico Madrid today. Did you see that? I did not. All right. So this is a big discussion right now as we record. I also. Uh, I also tweeted about this. And so this is on the back of the penalty. So if you remember, so you, you know who the ref was, right? Of this, of the Madrid derby, Hernandez, yeah. Hernandez. Hernandez, Hernandez. Uh, yeah. Look, as whatever I said about the penalty, I'm okay with it not being called. Uh, obviously, this is, this has deeper scars because Hernandez, Hernandez was the one who, who looked at the VAR re- replay in the classical and decided Varane didn't, Get, Varane was not going to get a penalty after getting absolutely manhandled. So this has deeper scars, and Maradistas hate this guy. And right. um, and uh, Mr. I read Marca and us also. I yeah, know. and Mr. Chip, <laughs> Mr. Chip put out that tweet, the uh-huh. stat of uh, he's I think reviewed twenty two decisions this season, and this was the first time that he no decided way. not to overturn it. So oh, again, like, look, the Real Madrid fans are really heated about this guy. But Reguño, after the game yesterday, said. Um, well, he just basically said, once more, Real Madrid were not lucky with Hernandez Hernandez. And Atletico Madrid put out a tweet today. I'll read the Spanish one. The Spanish, the, well, the tweet is in Spanish. I'll just read it. Critican hasta los aciertos. Algunos están acostumbrados a tener siempre el viento a favor. Exactly, exactly. I read that. You did read it. Okay. So this yeah. has been, I mean... So first of all, I just want to say one thing. Real Madrid's Twitter account is one of the most boring Twitter accounts in the history of Twitter <laughs> accounts. It is so just like, play it safe. We're not going to talk yeah, trash. Yeah, yeah. We're just going to yeah, post yeah. videos of our training, just cute videos of passing and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm thankful for that, actually. I, I'm okay with that because you don't, it, it doesn't, like it just, I, these tweets from admins on these uh, official accounts and I'm 100% sure that this account, I don't know who runs that account, but I'm 100% sure that it's probably not the admin just pulling a tweet out of his ass. I'm sure this was from top down. Let's get a message out, obviously. It's um, you. It's you. 
<laughs> that would be the greatest plot twist ever. Um, plot twist, yeah. So this was a this is a big discussion right now. Uh, do you have thoughts on this? So, so just to translate, so you said yes, please. Uh, yeah, I didn't translate it. Uh, so I'm leaving said, that up to you because you're better at Spanish than I. Critican hasta los aciertos. I think you said so. Some even <laughs> criticize the right decisions. Están siempre, o sea, están qué con el viento a favor. Están acostumbrados de tener el viento a favor, something like that. So they're yeah. used to having the wind in their favor. Um, uh, what's there to comment? What do you mean? As in, like, what's I, I agree? <laughs> like, you agree with what? What is there to comment? With that, with that, what he's, with what they said, what they're saying. Which part do you agree with? Well, first of all, that I don't really know why. When I was reading the 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 newspapers and listening to what or reading what they were supposed to be saying in the uh, in the tunnels and stuff and, and criticizing Hernandez Hernandez and, and, and having so much beef with him and his decisions on the day with the penalty, like for me, it wasn't a penalty. Like you, I don't think that that needed to be called. Um, and so I was, I didn't get the criticism. I mean, I, by what I was from what I was reading, I felt that some felt robbed, like Atletico had robbed them, and I, um, that just didn't make sense to what I was seeing. So uh, then, when I read these statements of the Atletico players saying that why are these guys criticizing the right decisions, they're just always used to having things and everything go in their favor. I'm like, yeah, probably that sounds about right. What's going on? Because this is bullshit. Why are they Why are they complaining? First of all, I don't know. Like, okay, hold on a sec. Rewind. <clears throat> Calls go for and against almost every team. We've talked about this. I don't want to. Course, I don't want to go course. over this again. Real Madrid get screwed yeah, yeah, a bunch yeah, of yeah. times. They get yeah, favorable. Yeah. Same with Atletico. Same with Barca. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, but why are we? Why are we taking Twitter official Twitter accounts to? to to talk trash like this. Since when did that become like an acceptable thing to do? Well, I, I, I got a bit low. I thought you were referring to a news article. I didn't like you. I thought that you said that they had just retweeted a news article. I, I, or is this? No, no, it's just a tweet. Like just out of the blue. Like this is just, I don't know. And like, also, who are they referring to? Just Butrogenio who said something yesterday. And all Butrogenio was, sa- was saying yesterday was mm-hmm. we just, we were not lucky with Hernandez Hernandez. And yeah. I don't know. It just seems like very no, but I, listen. I think that we're referring to more what they were hearing in the dressing room. Apparently, there was not scuffles, but there was arguments and the yeah, kind of you know, I guess a discussion being held between players from Madrid that were not agreeing with Hernandez Hernandez's decisions on the day. Either way, this is, this is just either a way, bad look way, from an official is, Twitter bullshit. account. Well, it is, it is, and and these discussions are always gonna. Like you said, at the end of the day, everybody gets calls in favor, calls against, some more, some less. Uh, but, you know, what is a couple more or less amongst friends, eh? Listen, Kian, I got I to gotta go, my friend. All right, you jet. Because my kids are starving. I just got into my and, notes, too, by the way. So, just in okay. time. All right. Yeah. All right. All right. No one cool. will ever so, see my notes now. <laughs> save those for the anniversary edition when we will still be talking about this in a year from now. All right. Um, we'll be back Friday to talk a lot of good football, including Athletic versus Athletic Bilbao. Athletic, man, my <laughs> dyslexia really coming in full force here. Atletico Madrid versus Athletic Bilbao on Wednesday. I believe it is the same day as Barca PSG, right? 
possibly. Yep. Yeah. So uh, yes. Friday is going to be a banger over on patreon.com slash churros y tacticas. Diego, thank you, my friend. Congrats on all, all the success this weekend, beating the great uh, Osasuna and electing the resur- electing Jesus Christ himself. Thank you. Good Stop talk. it. Congrats. <laughs> new mic on Friday. That's and new I'm mic. Congrats for. on that too. Yeah. Yes. All right. Thanks, Diego. Take care, my friend. Thanks. Peace. Sports Social Podcast Network.